0: The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke.
1: Glory to you, Lord Christ.
0: The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, amen. There's only one miracle story that is found in all four of the Gospels, the story of the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. You remember the story. Jesus is teaching a great crowd of people, over 5,000, and as night falls, his disciples say to him, this is a deserted place and the hour is now very late. Send them away so they may go into the surrounding villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus responds, you give them something to eat. The disciples are shocked, and they say to Jesus, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? The disciples focus on what they lack. As John Shea notes, they perceive the situation as impossible unless they bring in something from outside. But Jesus tells them not to focus on what they lack, but to take inventory of what they have. And it turns out they have five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus instructs his disciples to give these to the crowd. And we are told that what they had was more than enough. All ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of the, and of the fish that were left over. In today's gospel, the disciples, once again, do not believe they have what is needed. In this case, what they lack is enough faith. Increase our faith, the disciples begged Jesus. And what elicits this request? The verses leading up to today's gospel passage, we see Jesus has told his disciples that they must care for the weak, the lowly, the vulnerable, and if someone offends them repeatedly but repents, they're obligated to forgive them repeatedly. John Shea comments, This must have shocked them to the core. It is social foolishness and goes against the primal instinct to protect and defend oneself. Revenge and retaliation are the accepted way. These new behaviors of deference and forgiveness may be hallmarks of the kingdom of God, but they are unrealistic fantasies in the world where most people live. apostles are not ready for this way of life and they do not think they can carry it out. Whatever resources they have are not sufficient for the task, so they ask for more. They need a power that will enhance their ability to be sensitive to the weak and to live without harming others and to forgive whatever harm is done to them. In their minds, they need an increase of faith, unquote. As in the story of the multiplication of loaves and fishes, the disciples believe they lack what is needed. But Jesus disagrees. All it takes, he says, are five loaves and two fish, or faith the size of a mustard seed, and God can use these for divine purposes. They do not need more faith, John Shea states. They need to be reminded about what faith is and assured they have all they need, Unquote. They need to be reminded of what faith is and what is faith. I think we tend to believe that faith is like a bank account in which are stored up the currencies of virtue or righteousness or piety or worthiness or belief, which can then be drawn upon when needed. But then Jesus comes along and commands us to forgive seventy times seven, to love our enemies and do good to those who persecute us, walk the extra mile, turn the other cheek, do unto others as we would have them do unto us. And suddenly we discover that there isn't enough in our faith account to carry out these difficult commands. And so, like the disciples in today's gospel, we think we need more faith. But what if faith is not like a bank account in which there is some finite number of resources? Perhaps a better image for faith can be found in the story of Jesus encountering the Samaritan woman at the well. If you remember, Jesus tells the woman, everyone who drinks the water from this well will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give will never be thirsty. The water I give will become a spring of water gushing up inside that person, giving eternal life. When the disciples in today's gospel beg Jesus, increase our faith, they are in effect saying, that the well to which they have habitually gone to draw water has dried up. But Jesus tells them that if they have even the smallest amount of faith, that there is a divine resource within themselves which they can trust and from which they can draw, then the floodgates to the unending spring of life within will open. And what they thought was impossible will become possible. Like forgiving others who have deeply wounded us, loving our enemies, or commanding a mulberry tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea. I must confess, my friends, that that uprooted mulberry tree image never made sense to me until John Shea, expert storyteller that he is, explained it. The extensive roots of the mulberry tree are embedded in the earth, Dr. Shea notes, and it grows in that soil. This is an unyielding fact of nature. In the image that is meant to reveal and convey faith to the apostles, The mulberry tree is uprooted from where it has always been planted and replanted in a place where it has never been, a place where no one would ever suspect it could grow. The impossible has suddenly become possible because, as the angel Gabriel told the Virgin Mary, nothing will be impossible with God. Faith is the way humans cooperate with divine, creative energy to make obdurate, unyielding situations obey new commands. In a similar way, human relationships have always been characterized by the strong trampling on the weak, and the first aggression calling forth another aggression until the only way imaginable is reciprocal aggression. The oppression of the weak and the spiral of violence is the ever-present underside of human history. Just as the roots of a mulberry tree are deep in the earth, the roots of this way of human behavior are deep in both the human psyche and social structures. But faith gives people access to a different way, a way that overturns how it has always been. What looks unmovable is not. Oppression and violence will obey the higher level of faith that is present in Jesus' followers. The apostles must believe that this is possible, And that is precisely what Jesus' rhetoric of a small-sized seed and an outsized uprooting and replanting is meant to supply. Confidence. Confidence in a loving, compassionate, forgiving, and powerful God in whom we live and move and have our being. Confidence that there is a divine spring gushing up from within, empowering us to live with a kind of compassion and forgiveness we thought was impossible, empowering us to live within the kingdom of God. Holding confidence that God is good, God can be trusted, and God is actively involved in my life is the practical power of biblical faith, writes Richard Rohr. Faith-filled people are, quite simply, usable for larger purposes because they live in and listen to a much larger self, unquote. They live in and listen to their true selves, who they are in God. They have what they need to live in the kingdom of God, asserts John Shay. And so do you and I, my friends. We have what we need to live within the kingdom of God. That is what today's gospel wants to teach us. Faith results from people opening to and responding to God's initiating action. John Shea writes, this allows them to cooperate with divine energy and to bring about the world God envisions. Therefore, faith is not about unaided human powers. It is about human abilities in league with divine intentions and activity. It is about our opening up to that spring of water, gushing up inside our very being, giving eternal life, life in the kingdom of God, here and now.